0: hello everyone this is michael jaco with unleashing intuition secrets the podcast join us as we reveal how you can become the master of your reality hello everyone it's michael jaco with unleashing intuition secrets and i'm joined today by best-selling author leo zagami we're going to talk about his latest book and in my opinion his masterpiece in the confessions of Ill- illuminati series uh book number seven leo thanks for joining us it's
1: always a pleasure uh, when i get uh, your reviews of my books i'm encouraged so thank you so much <laughs> <laughs> and uh, for reading it and uh, for bringing me back to your show
0: yeah absolutely and uh you know i have been reading your book and it's it absolutely it's absolutely amazing we were talking before the show and i was uh telling you that you know your books are amazing because I have pretty much, you know, all of your books, so they're right here with me. Uh, they're, they're the type of books that you can open anywhere, and go. Oh my God, that's amazing! That's so insightful. Uh, and you know, I was talking about how I was in the Navy SEAL teams at you know, really high levels, at the highest level in the SEAL teams, SEAL Team Six, and then uh, the CIA, working in the CIA. So I saw a lot of stuff. Uh, I have some really good insight, but when I read your books, I'm like. How does he know all this? But you know, you were among the Illuminati, and they're the ones that basically are controlling the world. So you're ahead of the ball game with your information. So I, I thank you for your work and uh, uh, what you're sharing.
1: Well, unfortunately, fortunately, we are ahead of the game, and the game it's actually unveiling in front of our eyes now with, let's say, the last. Uh, Uh, part of it, the last phase, the last uh, uh, section of it that will lead us uh, into the hands of Cyber Satan. And my book, uh, as you have uh, read, is about also uh, showing uh, to the people not only the geopolitical or business side of the World Economic Forum and the Davos agenda, but rather the occult side of establishing this uh, Fourth Reich. And uh, as you know, I... Uh, published this book uh, in uh, um, February, in early February, and I already unveiled what will happen next with Ukraine, with uh, Taiwan, and uh, all the implications of uh, this great global transformation. And uh, sadly, I'm always right, but that's not, uh, it doesn't necessarily make me always happy, uh, because I wish the world was uh, definitely a better place.
0: Oh yeah, definitely. And, uh, you know, I was predicting, uh, the, the Russia conflict as well. And I, I, I was accurate and, but you're, you're right. It's, it's never good to be accurate in something that's going to be uh, a negative, but it's important to inform people so that we can start to tear down their system because the information being informed is, is part of the, the multi-step process of taking down their fourth Reich, uh, ideals.
1: Yes. And uh, of course, uh, in uh, this uh, latest uh, book, uh, I wanted to show uh, the people uh, the occult background, but I also wanted to prepare them for what is next, uh, what kind of solutions uh, you uh, might want to find for uh, for yourself, for your family, and and where to live, where not to live. uh, um, Advising people really are not some practical uh, Uh, You you see, there is a practical side also to that book uh, that uh, you have holding in your hands and I think that's important because people, now that they know the truth, they need to also prepare for what's coming. It's not only an intellectual exercise, it's about being aware and ready because uh, uh, if you're not ready, if we don't have a storable food, our weapons, our uh, uh, solar generators, our, all these things that are unfortunately a requirement for being ready in these difficult times.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And a lot of the stuff you recommend, you know, I, I've moved in that direction, the, the solar generator and the, you know, the food sources and so forth. Okay. I've been promoting that for a long time. So it's, it is good that, you know, you have the, the foundations but a lot of people want to know uh what you know and you have revealed and consistently uh you know like you're just mentioning that you know what's coming because you've been on the inside and you know how these guys think in well, a way like, that must- a show, hmm? like i showed yeah. in
1: the book for example even the the world economic forum comes from a background which is both uh, to be found in the Masonic, as well as in the Vatican, with the, the part of the Catacombs, which, for example, I unveiled in the book. It shows how Klaus Schwab at one point invited the bishop who really uh, launched what would become later known as Liberation Theology and the basis for this progressive Marxist reform of the Church, which is not only to do with the Church, But it's to do with the reality, the reality of everyday life, because in those uh, uh, Marxist points that they uh, basically underlined uh, in this uh, secret meeting that happened in December 1965 at the end of the Second Vatican, uh, what is known as the Second Vatican Council, which is a pivotal event for the Catholic Church, but not only for the Church. I repeat, these things don't only uh, involve the Church. have seen Nancy Pelosi one more time showing her face next to the Pope uh, going basically to take communion from a Pope when she was forbidden by her own Archbishop in San Francisco. It shows also the defiance but also it shows you who is really ruling the world and how Hey her drunken husband, (laughs) who who was basically arrested, but at the same time, he's an untouchable. And Uh and they're both untouchable. They can go to Rome, they can take communion, partake in one of the most holy acts of the Catholic Church, which should be deserved only if you have confessed your sins or if you have not partaken in terrible acts like uh, the support of abortion, which... I consider uh, uh, just uh, another name for human sacrifice because that's what it is, regardless of if you have a fetus problem, a health issue, or, or you've been, I don't know what. I mean, but I'm talking about the fact that there is too much uh, division in America today for not writing off one of the possibilities which I have addressed in my book. Uh, If you remember, I wrote which are the possibilities of social collapse in the United States Mm -hmm. and amongst them the civil war, because there's such a division here in the United States between blue and red states that uh, it seems almost inevitable that uh, if we don't reconcile, uh, we will... uh, And and the interest uh, of uh, of, uh, breaking this United States of America and and, and literally destroying the tenets of our Constitution come from very far away. Like I also explained in my new book, as you know, in the last part of my new book, I talk also about the choice that uh, the founders of America made for a republic, why they chose that. Rather than a monarchy in that moment of time, it seemed like the most, the best choice possible. And it is the only republic on which we stand, which is built in, with certain peculiar characteristics. It's not really a democracy, but rather a constitutional republic. Now, we know though that those people that in 17, 1776 we told them to. Sorry if I say that, screw themselves, but you know, <laughs> they were the European elite. We stick a finger at the European elite on the 4th of July when you know when we celebrate, and they hate that. And, mm-hmm. and it's like it's their revenge now. When we see people like Klaus Schwab, which is the modern day Adam Bishop, and this is another parallel, which, as you know, I address in my book. I just show how mm-hmm. They picked up from the old teachings and brought them along. You know, there is a long uh, tradition here of wanting to destroy, for example, private property, of wanting to uh, address this uh, greater reset, which now seems a novelty, but actually the basis of it, like explaining my book, was born a long time ago. And uh, now they are, uh, they are, they are maybe even successful in their endeavor, because unfortunately, it seems like people are too divided. The divide and conquer, it's always something that they use on a constant basis, you know, it's a technique. And uh, we are also victims at times of psyops. I explained also, for example, the QAnon psyop in, 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 in my book, which is important to to address i think as well as the fact that from being brainwashed on social media being maybe led astray from various theories then you end up into the meta- metaverse courtesy of cyber satan in this digital prison that is probably the place where most people the common folk will be relegated why the rich and famous will go and uh, take refuge uh, in their uh, private islands like they did during the pandemic uh, Mm -hmm. where you had all these private planes uh, on these you know, everybody was having problems of transportation. You could uh, not really enter an an airport without uh, all these controls uh, and all these things. But then you have the rich and famous who definitely have always an advantage because they can fly around like John Kerry. He goes around, he pollutes, leaves his uh, carbon footprint all over the place and then he likes to preach about uh, uh, how we should uh, <laughs> embrace the green agenda. Well, yeah. These people are about hypocrisy, so they're going to tell you exactly uh, what they are doing, but not to do. It. <laughs> it's, it's like... Right. The roots are for 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 uh, for uh, for but not for them, and it's 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 basically from that point onwards that we realize that these people they don't care, and so they're gonna crash the whole economy. They have their safe investments. They will probably take refuge in the abyss of the oceans or in the skies or anywhere because now you have all kinds of. Uh, New technological, fancy ways of um, cutting yourself a hideout somewhere. Now,
0: a- yeah, and you know, and you I I will direct everybody to your website too, leozagami.com. Uh, excellent article. I, I was reading that before the show. Top secret: How the Illuminati and their allies and friends are preparing for societal collapse. You're outlining, you know, how these guys basically, you know, during that pandemic. They, they flew out to all these, uh, the islands, like you're talking about. And, uh, they, they jammed up the airport in the small airports of like Kalispell, Montana, you know, and I, I just, it's, it's very obvious, you know, these guys, uh, don't care about, uh, green energy. They're like wasting it like crazy. You know, the carbon footprints all over the place for these guys, but they want to, so they want to suppress us drive us into a fourth reich
1: yeah and and the fourth reich is a reality which is not only totally just a bland theory of uh, you know the, the the return of adolf hitler <laughs> it, it's 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 basically a practical thing when you see what's happening in ukraine when you see yep. the nazi regalia used by the other battalion i mean th- this is a practical thing people don't realize certain uh, connections, uh, which I, of course, uh, uh, talk about also in this book. I talk, for example, about uh, the dark side of the Illuminati in Austria, how important it was in that theosophical milieu. Uh, These theories kind of uh, rose to the attention of one guy. It took only one guy, Adolf Hitler, who was born and raised in Austria, And he ended up then doing all that damage. But it was from, he was picking it up from somewhere else. It was this uh, Theosophical Society born in 1875, by the way, by a woman born in Ukraine. Madame Blavatsky was born in Ukraine. Now, if uh, we go by what I wrote in this book, which is basically that modern Satanism, it's, Born really out of the Theosophical Society, Did, because even Alistair Crowley's uh, uh, OT, the OTO and Alistair Crowley and all that milieu, they were all coming from the same, same people. That were, It wasn't like such a big movement. And so it was extremely influential what was done back then, and we are still suffering the consequences uh, now. So when when, uh, Madame Blavatsky ended up then founding here in America the Theosophical Society, uh, after she went around Russia, around the world, she was born in Ukraine, she created an organization that then functioned as a structure that could be used by the intelligence organizations, mainly the British one, because at the time it was much better organized, because you know that until the OSS came along and then the CIA from it, America didn't have such a established intelligence service mm-hmm. and uh, intelligence community. And then after that, uh, then of course it became the number one uh, intelligence community in the world now. But uh, if we go back in time, philosophical society was mostly used by the British, the commonwealth uh, of the British Empire, because the British Empire was also the most powerful one back then. Mm. And uh, and so this Theosophical Society wasn't only a society that was bringing uh, some bizarre theories of unifying the philosophies of the East and the West and this and that and all the other. And of course, with a publication like Lucifer, because Madame Blavatsky had a publication called Lucifer, and in one of these publications published by uh, a, a guy who was a German guy, Franz Hartmann, they put for the first time the swastika. And then from there, like I explained in the book, Adolf Hitler got inspired. And at the same time, it got inspired also by uh, people there in Austria that were starting to bring this ariosophy this theory, about the superiority of the Aryan people. And that mm-hmm. led mm-hmm. to another <laughs> great uh, catastrophe, unfortunately, and millions of people dying in concentration camps. So history needs to be studied in detail and we need to understand it thoroughly. Instead, we are given usually in the academic world of today, a superficial take of fix. And that is because, of course, they want to leave the common folk uh, out of uh, maybe analyzing too closely where power is really manifesting from. I think that is the main reason. And another thing that we discussed before we started the show was, of course, the fact that you you moved, of course, I'm still here in California, but I actually also explain in my book, in chapter two, as you know, mm-hmm. the liberal pandemic that started in California. Right. And why I'm here, because as a doctor or a scientist, uh, we probably have to go to China to start studying where this virus or where it's coming from. We all know where it's coming from, but of course, where is this coming from? And we have to go there where it's coming from. So I explain how, for me, it's been very important uh, in order to understand further the, this disease, because we can, of course, joke. We can say libtards. We can say lefties. We can joke all day long about it. But this uh, woke uh, philosophy, it's it's in itself a virus.
0: Yes, yes.
1: And uh, and for that reason, I wanted to explain where this virus was coming from, how California has been so important. Also because, of course, it has then produced one of the most important uh, tools of the propaganda, which is Hollywood. That's why, as I was telling you in private before i'm preparing now a new book that will be out hopefully by the end of the summer the fall maximum and it's a new book that sent focuses on hollywood because hollywood at the moment is starting to decline to to collapse on yeah. itself mm-hmm. when you go walk, you go broke you no, know, but it doesn't work only for the shop doesn't work only for a store that makes a decision to carry or not Mike Lindell's pillow. It also works for, uh, for other things. So if you push aggressively, like Netflix, a bunch of woke movies, then you end up after six months with a turnout in your profits, which is not really good. Ag- well, you have to blame only yourself. The yep. same thing can be said for For Mark Zuckerberg, now it's complaining he will have to put on leave a lot of people. Well, welcome, Mark. You, You have done the same mistake as everybody else. I mean, it definitely doesn't pay, but they're not doing it necessarily for the money. They're doing it because it's part of this structure, this propaganda game. And if back in the days, I discuss also this the book, I know I talk about cartism. I talk about uh, um, how there was the McCartism era and what it produced. Uh, but at the same time, nowadays we are at the right at the opposite of McCartism. Now we are encouraging communism rather than condemning it, because the problem is that after the fall of the Soviet Union, uh, the end of the Cold War, we thought that uh, the communism was simply defeated and that was it we never invested any more money in it the intelligence structures kind of turned the other way they started to say well who cares these are good guys uh, we have to focus on the threat of the mass border we have to focus on you know it's kind of like and so they go from one problem to the other so they went from cause then the islam and now we are actually in the worst part in which they tend against the patriots against the who really love their country who would like to celebrate the fourth of july and, and, and be proud of their country, and instead they're beaten down and they are almost said not to celebrate. Oh, but the 4th of July has some, maybe some racist connotations. We have, we have to be kept. <laughs> yeah. so that's how it is. But I wanted to explain in my book the connection with the, the uh, World Economic Forum and the Club of Rome, because in this connection, there is also the involvement of MIT. MIT and the studies that they carried in the early 70s regarding the future of the world. Now, what happened was uh, that they experimented uh, with their first uh, giant uh, computers. uh, Artificial intelligence at the very early stages uh, was made up of of computers that were as big as a house, even bigger, as big as a building. Uh, And and they were, of course, uh, experimenting also And this by direct orders of the Club of Rome, which is an institution which was formed, shaped uh, in the end of the 60s, just prior to the World Economic Forum. Uh, It started, of course, uh, with the first club in Rome then evolved. And still nowadays in like 50 different cities, you have all these clubs, but the mother club is like the mother lodges in Rome. The people who created it, who, who, who founded this uh, this Club of Rome was Aurelio Pecce and then uh, another gentleman from Scotland. These, these two people met uh, in a proper, uh, of course, under the patronage of the Rockefeller uh, family. And uh, they eventually will establish this club. This club uh, then uh, uh, was very much more theoretical, and it still is more theoretical than the World Economic Forum. So Klaus Schwab, he liked what they were doing, but he wanted something more operative, something that will go, like he says himself, that will infiltrate the governments of the world, basically. And he actually says it openly today, so he doesn't even hide it. And at that point, uh, he uh, started this project in Davos, then from the second year, uh, he, he called the World Economic Forum. And at that point, he invited, I think it was 1973, for the opening speech, he invited uh, Aurelio Pecce from the Club of Rome to uh, talk about the study that uh, was commissioned at MIT regarding the future of the world. How sustainable is this world? So what should we do from here to 2020 and afterwards? And from that moment onwards, they started to come up with all this rubbish. Ah, we can't uh, sustain all this. Huh? And so at that point, they started to plan the biological warfare, the various wars to uh, eventually eliminate part of the global population, which is, uh, Mm. of course, a terrible uh, Orwellian plan that is uh, unfortunately taking place as we speak. And uh, instead, though, there is another thing that I discuss and point out, the first ever meeting in Davos, was with a very particular guy, a guy which I talk about, not many people maybe know who he is, Otto von Hausburg. And Otto von Hausburg is the last uh, representative of the Austro-Hungarian Empire that, of course, uh, was he, he 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 didn't really carry on becoming what he was supposed to become, because then the Austro-Hungarian Emperor ceased to exist. But Otto von Hausburg is a very important figure, because he, uh, like other important figures from the European royalty, who have worked behind the scenes also to create things like the Club Bilderberg and all these various think tanks, that in a way served the purpose of controlling behind the closed doors without being too visible, because we can't, uh, you know, Otto von Hausburg, the Grand Master of the Order of the Golden Fleece, uh, the the guy who was connected to the Teutonic Knights, uh, Mm. uh, these are things that we as Modern people think they are from distant past. They don't have anything to do with their reality. Now we have democracy. Well, let me tell you guys that you're living in in an illusion. These people have controlled you all along. And America has managed to uh, separate from that in 1776 from all that but not completely because we still had those secret societies like uh, the Skull and Bones in Yale or uh, in Harvest. You have all these secret societies that are all part of this uh, network that in, in a way it's always made of the usual bloodlines. Just watch John Kerry. I mean, John Kerry is a typical example and he's still one of the people in a key position who will ever vote for John Kerry? I mean, when he went there, and he, nobody. But we still have them, and he still seems to have a key role. These people, nobody has to elect them. They just appoint themselves and do whatever they want. In right. Europe, which is already a technocracy that doesn't have the same kind of uh, uh, constitutional uh, guarantees, that America, at least... Uh, preserve the right to free, of free speech, we can bear guns, we can, for the moment, for the moment. They don't have all that. They don't have the guns, they don't have the right to free speech, because I, I can guarantee you, I'm, uh, even myself, I had to leave Europe, as you know, in 2019, I had to flee Italy, I would probably never be able to go back to Europe, at least as a European, maybe as an American, when I become American. But as a European, mm-hmm. I will never be ba- uh, go back to Europe because they will uh, kill me, arrest me. I have revealed too much for them. And when you reveal too much, uh, it becomes a problem. So I made some sacrifices in order to bring out uh, this uh, this book, this work that I'm doing here. But I'm glad that people like you are appreciating it Mm-hmm. Because now, here on this side of the world where I'm where, where I can finally work freely yeah. without uh, you know being afraid of somebody breaking through my door after I write a post on Facebook or I make a video, uh, well uh, here I'm actually writing uh, some interesting material i'm I'm putting together some stuff uh, that maybe was even too dangerous for me to bring out uh, while I was in Italy because or in Europe in general because uh, Before living in Italy, until 2008, I was in Norway, ended up with an accusation of espionage. I mean, which is crazy because, I mean, we are supposed to be all NATO countries, but suddenly ended up with an accusation and ended up arrested in Norway. After, of course, this whole thing was dropped by the Norwegian PST. But look at Norway now. Just the other day, a woke short circuit with a guy, an Iranian Muslim, going and killing in a gay bar, yep. people from the LGBT. This is because they they have encouraged all these Islamic people to come into Europe. Right. I mean, in country like Norway, I uh, they refuse my request for citizenship, and I actually have a child in Norway but they give it to Muslims from Iran, like this guy.
0: Mm.
1: And, and now you are surprised that these people are going to go after the gay community? Well, I'm, I'm sorry, but there is a short circuit waiting to happen there. Yeah, and it's definitely. made uh, on purpose, I'm, I'm afraid, because all, all of this, uh, all of what we are seeing is made because uh, Europe is going to definitely become the battleground for this third world war i'm afraid and i would like your take on that as you have a military background
0: hello this is michael jaco if you want to learn more on how to unleash your own intuition go to michaelkjaco.com unleashingintuition.com where you can find my courses on how to become the master of your own reality yeah, I I agree with you and you've you've made the point that NATO Europe is basically collapsing and the th- this war that's uh going on right now is going to spill over and uh and and continue to to grow. And we're seeing like there's over 100,000 US military um that are there and they're building that up. So they're obvious they're they're building this up into something. There's uh, more quite...
1: military now just right. sent to Italy in the last uh, week. Uh... There has been more military dead. There is more military in the Baltic states, which yep. is particularly worrying because you have the the Kaliningrad enclave, which is just between the Baltics and Poland, between Lithuania and Poland, which is a Russian territory, which was agreed. I mean, these are all. You know, it's like we 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 might discuss. But I think even Ukraine in the end should have just stayed under the spirit of influence of Russia because yes. we should have just maintained that peace that cost millions of lives in the Second World War. Right. And in the end, those leaders came together
0: mm-hmm.
1: in Yalta. They came together, they met and they agreed. And from there on, we lived great uh, period of prosperity, of course. We had the Cold War, but the Cold War was all, always about frets upon frets upon frets. It was the strategy, of course, of another character, which is a protagonist of this book, which is Henry Kissinger, which, of course, uh, I'm a great reader of Kissinger's books. And uh, uh, my cousin used to be uh, his personal bodyguard. <laughs> uh, but Henry Kissinger basically. Is still a very important guy, even the other month when he he actually said something good. He said that the Ukraine should have just seized some territory and we should have come to a deal to end up with this as soon as possible. Wow. Uh, he, he was kind of like, I think because he's reaching the end of his life, he's always been uh, very machiavellic, like all these people at that level of power, they've always been very... Man- but when you arrive at the end of, the, of your life, you don't care about saying the truth and saying, listen, man, you should just do it. Exactly. Otherwise, you're going to end up dying and everybody's going to be taken from you. And, and there is an important thing that um, Kissinger wrote, uh, I think on his uh, latest book, uh, which I talk about here on the AI, because Kissinger yeah. has written a book on the AI. Mm-hmm. And on that book, he writes about how Taiwan was born. Taiwan was simply born because in the 1950s, China didn't have the nuclear weapons. So basically, America said, leave alone Thailand, otherwise we will nuke you. And Mao Zedong, okay, fine. It was very easy. You just had to threaten them. I'm going to nuke you. But now they have over 300 nukes, yeah. minimum. Probably they have 500. Yeah. They have hypersonic nukes they're very powerful so they want to go and get what they what they they wanted to already get in the 50s so yeah i
0: think that's coming too i think that we're going to we're going to face that and uh, because we because uh, biden's so weak uh, I, I think they're going to make their move just like uh, russia did
1: biden is i think that is deliberately a weak character oh yeah yeah absolutely power because then behind the scenes they can get a lot, uh, get, get away with anything
0: now and you you've written a lot of other books i I don't want to get too far off your confessions of illuminati book seven but in your book the invisible master you you talk in uh chapter four reptilians real bloodlines i was like what you're you're way down the rabbit hole uh I, i thought that was very uh interesting in chapter three you say what's more sinister than communism an alien invasion So tell us a little bit about your thoughts on that.
1: Yeah, that is uh, something else uh, which I discussed in detail because people never really think about the fact that if we are dealing now with the the AI revolution, now we actually, (laughs) in the last few weeks, there is a lot of talk about it because of the sentient AI. AI has suddenly feelings. But an alien civilization might have already gone through that stage. And so in my latest book, I wanted to discuss that Mm -hmm. because I explained how we might have been led towards a trap, a trap which is put there by an alien force. And that alien force, of course, will uh, manifest itself once we are all trapped through the AI that is established here on earth. Right. I mean, we have China, which is not really the defender of democracy, mm-hmm. that went into Hong Kong today and said, we brought you democracy 25 years. And I was like, what? what is he saying? <laughs> <laughs> it's shocking, you know? But yeah. the Chinese have given their word by 2030, they want to be the leaders in the AI. And at that point, uh, it will be, of course, much more easy for an alien intelligence to connect simply between algorithms, AI, AI, and that's it. (laughs) They don't need to do anything. They already have the holes of civilization deliberately through our own mobile phones, our own information that we rely here on the internet everywhere that we go uh, they control us they don't need to arrive with the independence day spaceships over our heads at that point uh, Mm -hmm. Michael and that's why in my book I explain also the the Astronomical Observatory, Lucifer in Arizona, the implications with the Jesuit order being the scientists of the Vatican. But it's rather incredible that uh, we are dealing uh, with artificial intelligence without thinking about the alien implications. Because just a couple of weeks ago, China said, we have received signals from an alien civilization. Do do, Do you remember that? Oh yeah, just uh, just just a couple weeks, yeah. China. So so it's it's kind of like a bit no, and and and, and that's why I wanted to write about the uh, the last stage of uh, the artificial intelligence as the manifestation of what is called Ariman in uh, uh, Anthroposophy, and it's symbolized here because you see there is a lot of symbols here in the cover of the book that need to be analyzed one by one. Mm-hmm. Ariman's symbol is this one. It was, hand, it was made by uh, Rudolf Steiner uh, who, cra- who carved it uh, with, in wood. Then this symbol basically of the Antichrist, then the, here the symbol of Ariman is also this, that, that uh, statue that was put in front of the United Nations until early January. Uh, and then you have the symbol, of course, we all know because it's the symbol also used by uh, the, the 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 sanitary dictatorship, but the word organization aiding and abating the rise of the cyber Satan. And then behind, though, if you see very carefully behind here, sometimes in the press it comes more clear, sometimes no. But basically behind here there is a dragon. And so the dragon of China. Mm. So, so, this is basically uh, part of the symbolism of it. Uh, of course, we have also volume 6.66, which is very important symbolism. There is uh, the metropolis, so this satanic symbol that was pretty pretty evident, but it is the age of cyber Satan. So, it's important wow. to discuss it.
0: Yeah, there's, uh, there's a lot of detail in this. Wow. I'm, yeah, and I right. think that's, that's amazing.
1: I tell you who made this. Okay, this uh, cover uh, is made by a very old friend of mine. Uh, we grew up together. Uh, for a period of time, he's now a master in art. He has a, you know, it's like a University of Perugia, master in art. He's a, a graphic uh, designer, a very sought after graphic designer. Mm. Um, but he, uh, for a period of time, was in the temple of psychic youth. Wow. Which is, I don't know if you ever heard of, it's a secret society, very popular among the music business people in the 80s. Interesting. Which I will talk about in detail in volume eight on my confessions.
0: Oh, good, good.
1: And, uh, and and he was in this secret society for a period of time, which is very much entrenched with the symbolism, occultism. So I mean, this the guy who I made it with uh, is himself somebody who knows fix. So it wasn't just like Yeah, a profane individual, let's say, somebody who was initiated into these things, and, uh, and, and and that's why I think we come up with such brilliant covers because uh, it's it's a, there is a more profound understanding of the symbols, uh, which I thought, I think is important because you judge the book by the cover. <laughs> Good point. Times. Good point. <laughs> so and this cover needs to project. A lot of things. If you go in the back, for example, you find me in in, in what is a cave. A cave uh, with this place here is actually a very particular place. Um, it's actually called the birthplace of the monastic tradition in Subiaco near Rome. And here, of course,
0: you have the symbol of COVID. I like the way you're looking up at it. That's like, oh, I see you. <laughs> <laughs> I know you. I know yeah. you for what you're about
1: <laughs> well, yeah actually people don't know but i was watching at uh, the cameras trying not to get uh, the the guy usually when i'm in that place and i was doing my photo shots i had to do it in a sneaky way oh there, yeah it was a bunch of cameras that the monks keep on uh, <laughs> so, so that that was it but uh, in my work that uh, i'm trying to do as you know i try to expose things but also invite people. To a further analysis that's why i'm glad that, that you have noticed that you can open at whatever page and you can really get uh, a lot of answers but yeah. also you can go to the end of the book in the citations and here in this book let me tell our uh, viewers how many citations there is and they are in very thoroughly there is something like 537 citations uh, yeah. that are kind of But it's very important also when you cite some source to Mm. get the right source, to get a source that you can uh, trust, to Mm -hmm. uh, be able to have various confirmations. So you need to make this uh, this credible. Also Mm -hmm. because here I'm talking about some very powerful people. If you don't do that, they will come after you and sue sue your ass in a second. Wow. That's good. I mean, you need to be very thorough about what you write. Yeah.
0: You know, another thing that I love, and that's one of the reasons why I get your books. I don't get very many books. I usually do, you know, uh like online, you know, online books and stuff like that. But your books have excellent pictures and photography in them. Very, very good. Thank and you. uh it's I, I love that kind of I love that kind of detail because I can I can look at a picture and get it. It's worth a thousand words, right? So you have lots of pictures in your books. So that's that's one of another um, reasons I would suggest that people actually get your yeah. book. Uh,
1: mm. The concept was born from the first book I did was to be a- analytical, but also analogical, not only logical. What does it mean analogical? In the old traditions, before logic came around, mm. you, uh, in the old schools of ancient Rome, everything was built uh, after the art of analogy. For each symbol, there was a meaning, and you will learn that meaning through that symbol. Now, this is actually coming back to us in the
0: computer world of today, because yeah. when
1: I go on my desktop, I'm dealing with symbols nowadays.
0: Yeah. So I, I, I love the book, uh, you know, uh, by Manly P. Hall. You know, he's got that that one volume, and you, you've you mentioned it, and you've had Manly P. Hall. You've uh, quoted him quite a bit. In Some of your work, yes. Masonic Hermetic, Kabbalistic, and Rish- yeah, no, actually, theology. Was, so yeah. it's it's quite, it's quite a tome. It's got like your book, it has excellent, you know, pictures well, in it. The thing
1: about Manly Piola, I want to tell you is that he, oh. of course, uh, left his legacy and uh, all his books and things, uh, part of his writings to my dear friend, the late Jordan Maxwell, which is also cited in this book. Wow, uh, Jordan was left a lot of his material unfortunately oh my god uh, he w- uh, when he he was in difficulty he was offered to go to panama so he could scan all this material there was mm. hundreds of things so and unfortunately he went on fire uh, they set fire to oh, the no. whole collection oh. of writings of manly peole and stuff that yes. he was actually given after manly peo's uh, death because uh, he uh, befriended Manli Pio late in life and he was uh, tra- entrusted with all of it uh, but one thing that with the Jordan uh, uh, and this is actually uh, even, it's sad because it was the last time I saw it I hmm. came out uh, with the book, I went, he was leaving. I was lucky enough that he was living half an hour from where I live here in Pan uh, Desert and I went to give him uh, the first copy of my book and I filmed that uh, event, he was in his wheelchair. And uh, I'm very glad uh, that I was cap- capable of showing him the respect through a, not a dedication, but actually a passage in the book that talks about Jordan Maxwell's legacy and his importance. And and uh, and, and I'm glad I did that, because uh, these are people who have done a lot. I mean, in the 50s and 60s, nobody was talking about the New World Order. Nobody was talking about the secret societies outside of certain environments and only uh, people like Jordan Maxwell and before him, of course, Manly Piol, but Manly Peol was already more Masonic because he was a Mason and he was actually very public about uh, and he was actually a very high level Mason within uh, the ancient and accepted Scottish Rite. So, uh, but he was uh, one of those Masons old school when Masonry was still uh, and I also explain this in my book. As yes. you know, I explain my disappointment for contemporary masonry here in California, particularly, but all over the place. Masonry, mm-hmm. like most other institutions, is uh, suffering from uh, the, pro- the main problem, which is the, the human material, man. <laughs> the human material, because in the end, these institutions represent the reflections of who we are. And I think
0: have- that's one of the reasons why you have been somewhat left alone, because you you speak highly of those organizations because you went into them because you wanted to learn deeper insights. And so they share deeper insights with you. And then you found out, oh, not, not so much. Kind of like the way I was when I worked for the CIA. Oh, there, there's evil here. So it's, you know, you you work uh, with these organizations for, you know, the betterment of mankind. That's what they were supposed to be, and then they got, uh, you know, basically compromised. You know, people came But in. I mean,
1: you know, it, it's obvious when you go through, uh, you know, when you have, a, we call it NOS, uh, you call it security clearance, uh, no loss of the security. When you go through that uh, levels of secrecy, then you arrive further and further and you realize there is so many compromises. And yeah. at times, of course, those compromises uh, uh, can't suit you. Uh, but the problem for me was that in these secret societies, there was actually a mission that was originally bestowed upon some of them that was betrayed by the people of this generation of this age. And so I thought initially I would like to bring back that old Christian element in freemasonry for example, or bring back uh, some of the positive aspects of it, but it's 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 it's, it's, it's uh, way too late, I think, to to think that people uh, will uh, um, abandon their materialistic approach or their occultist approach uh, in favor of, of 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 what I was proposing, which uh, was to go back to that form of Freemasonry, which influenced people like George Washington. If George Washington did the right thing, why? not promoting that uh, that original form of Freemasonry. Unfortunately, yeah. it is no longer the case, though, because like I said, it's, it seems like if you go in a lodge today and you are scourged because you are a follower of Trump or you are too much of a Christian, it's incredible. I mean, I was really uh, disappointed because Freemasonry should not discuss neither politics of religion, but yeah. today it's becoming more and more obvious that uh, to join Freemasonry, you need to be an atheist, out, quite outspoken about your libtard uh, ways. And if you are a conservative, then, well, then you are segregated to some dark corner and you're not uh, uh, oh. made to evolve in the system. No?
0: That's incredible. Uh, so, in, in, uh, so, we'll evolve a little bit more in your, your book before we finish up. Chapter four The Unfolding of the Fourth Reich. So you talk about the Illuminati playgrounds of Austria, Germany, and Switzerland, from H. D. Wells to Dr. Fauci and One World Religion. Tell us, tell us a little bit about that. Let's talk about Chapter Five. Let's kind of re- let's tie it all together. Uh, it's 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 unbel- I, I love talking with you. Your your wealth of information. So what what are your feelings on the Fourth Reich? How it's unfolding?
1: Okay, the Fourth Reich, uh, like I said, was always uh, discussed by the occasional conspiracy theorists of Mm -hmm. sorts, uh, like an obscure theory might be true, might be not. Uh, But then, you know, people like Jim Mars, of course, uh, the late Jim Mars discussed it, but they were always regarded as fringe uh, kind of conspiracies Mm -hmm. until uh, uh, you actually find there is evidence that is something much more consistent. When you see, for example, the fourth industrial revolution of Klaus Schwab and Klaus Schwab is such a Nazi, he just can't can't help himself by being such a Nazi. I mean, it's not, in its DNA, his father was awarded a a special award by the Nazis. I mean, it's like, you know, he, he just has it in his DNA. In my book, I wanted to explain, first of all, How, like I just said uh, earlier in the show, the Theosophical, the German Theosophical Society, the Austrian one, but also the Illuminati Lodges uh, in Germany, in Austria, they really helped uh, arrive to where we are now. I mean, there will not really be even a new age. I mean, we think that new age is a product of California because it was here that it was further developed. But actually, in my book, I show how the first installment, the first uh, uh, kind of hobby they constructed uh, to to expand on these theories it was actually done in Switzerland. It was actually done by people from Germany, from Austria. Uh, it was developed in a place called Ascona, Switzerland. Uh, that's where Franz Hartmann went, and later on, in 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 Mount Verita, this place uh, uh, always in Switzerland. Theodor Royce, uh, Carl Gustav Jung, a lot of important people. Uh, further expanded on this concept of the New Age. The very early the, the OTO wasn't really founded by Alistair Crowley, this Ordo Templi Orientis, I explained in this book, it was founded actually between Germany and Austria. And by German people, German Austrian people, an Austrian uh, gentlemen, very important one, and then it developed but it kind of like sprang out of something that was already there, there was already the Illuminati had laid the fundamentals for these organizations. They were experimenting with new ones because Adam Weishaupt had been persecuted immediately in the 1780s, soon after he founded the Illuminati, he suffered persecution. So what he said was simply to resurface with different names, to confound the people but their ideology was communism. And so the first thing that they created that really helped the development of communism was, for example, the League of the Just that was used after by Karl Marx to publish this manifesto. So, I mean, we are talking here about the consistent historical connections. The fact that, for example, in Switzerland, there was a very important branch of the Illuminati uh the, the 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 fact that uh, the there was that was connected with both Germany and Austria a series of masonic uh, lodges that uh, were connected and I try to explain all this world which is at the time let me tell you not easy to digest or to grasp for the ordinary folk out there so <laughs> I try to uh, I'm glad that uh, uh, you appreciate uh, this book because you are a, quite a sophisticated guy with a sophisticated preparation uh, behind you. But then for the ordinary folks, so I, I try to make it possible through all the various uh, notes, citations, but also through uh, the way I approach this subject uh, to make it more digestible. And also, I explain the secret forces at work, which in the end they are not only physical forces but extra dimensional. Like I talk about, for example, the opening of certain portals right. that was done out in the open in Switzerland
0: mm-hmm.
1: not so long ago with the milieu, with the, of, of, of the whole technocracy of Europe present there. But I also explain how, for example, the Viennese Lodges of Freemasonry then started to connect with the Catholic Church, building the basis of what now we are seeing with Pope Francis developing in a one-world religion. So I wanted to also explain how the Illuminati extracted literally, Mm. by, in this book, as you know, I cite rituals of the Illuminati from Adam Bishop, the the, original rituals, so people can say, Oh, no, you are talking rubbish or it's all in your head. No, I tend to take very credible academic sources to avoid all that. In fact, I tell you <laughs> the truth. There has been nobody who has been able to debunk what I've written in this book. Yeah. The fact that uh, there was a guy called Leopold Engel, who then developed the luminosity of this. These are all historical facts. Mm-hmm. And, and and so it's very difficult. Then I, of course, I talk about, for example, The Confessions of Lucifer, which was a channeled book that Lucifer transmitted to this Illuminati called Leopold Denger. Uh, but, but it's not uh, like the stuff of science fiction or, or, or fantasy. It's reality. When I talk about, for example, a guy like Michael Henrik Benninger, who used to be an ambassador for the Austrian government who went in places like Sarajevo and suddenly the wife dies in 2009 and in 2011, he's a Monsignor and ends up in the Vatican as a priest. Wow. (laughs) He used to be a diplomat, head diplomat, an ambassador, and now he's working at the head of the project for the Interreligious Establishment of the Human Fraternity Project of Pope Francis. And he even published a book. And you, you can see the photos I put in the book. You said you talked about the fact I put photos. And one of the photos is the photo of this gentleman called uh, Michael Erich Benninger in uh, 2020 in Vienna, while he's presenting next to the Grand Master of the Grand Lodge of Austria. And there was even the German Grand Master in, in, in attending this book about how to reconcile Freemasonry with Catholicism. And mm-hmm. also, I showed a photo of this gentleman with the Vice President of the Academy of the Illuminati next to a bunch of Muslims. I mean, this is evidence that you can't deny, you know. It's like, of course, to write books like this, you have to adopt a very intelligent approach. Uh, at times, you know, you have to mm-hmm. be a little bit sneaky. Hidden cameras recording <laughs> thing uh, for you risk your life because if you get probably kill you, but, I mean, in the end, I guess that is worth it. Regarding what you discussed a second ago, and you, of course, uh, uh, invited me to discuss this last segment of the book, uh, there is also the most historical uh, part connected yes. with mm-hmm. H.G. Wells, who invented the term New World Order. Um, his twisted ideology, how it helped to really uh, build up uh, what is now this uh, this whole new world order. So H.G. Wells definitely is an important uh, because we see him as a, you know, somebody who was writing maybe fictional books, uh, somebody who was involved with uh, with theories that were. But uh, he was actually shaping what, uh, what these people uh, followed uh, now are doing and so their idea to reduce the world population was actually a troubling dilemma for Wells who was living almost 100 years ago (laughs) and they they were like kind of okay so how should we do it after this and that you know so and and then actually now we are living uh, what these guys have have, uh, outlined for us a long time ago yeah
0: so I mean, you're you're you've exposed uh, these guys for quite some time. Now I I look at Rudolf Steiner and he foresaw. He said in 1917, he said this. He foresaw a vaccine that would drive all inclination towards spirituality out of people's souls. So you know, a lot of people, a lot of people that are very you know insightful have been uh, warning us. You're like one of those people. You're warning us. Um, and because you're warning us and giving us those insights, uh, we now know that the elite is well organized, but they're deranged and perverted, like you say uh, in chapter 5. And you also say the Illuminati fear the kingdom of God, which we belong to, and we are very that, powerful that,
1: there. Yeah. That is another point that I wanted to make people know. Mm, I know good. that they might uh, not be uh, understood immediately by everybody because it's a very harsh thing to say when i said the republic on which we stand has an expiry date and people be, but, but how i mean we founded it uh, we found uh, in 1776 this can't have an expiry date this is our life and i just tell them okay pick up your one dollar bill it says in god with trust." yes it says that god is coming back uh, the... okay so you think when the Messiah is here, he wants to hear about your uh, constitutional republic? No, it's the kingdom of God. And that's it. People like, then they are kind of like a little bit surprised by the outcome of it because they can't say no. They can't say, oh, well, but we have to bring him to, to the White House. What are you talking about? The kingdom of God. The son of God comes here. You give him a throne and he's the king. There is no democracy. There is no talk of it. And it's never going to be ever again talk of it. Mm -hmm. And I know that that sounds a little bit harsh (laughs) for some people (laughs) because they're like, what are you going to do? Are you going to invite Jesus to the Oprah Winfrey show? Are you going to make a mockery out of it? No, it's not possible. It doesn't work that way. And we know it because, of course, Mm -hmm. the father founders of America, where, and the, even the Puritan fathers that came here on the Mayflower, they were coming here to establish America for a special purpose. And that special purpose will be understood only when eventually we have the Messiah showing up. And then at that point they will be like, ah, bingo, now I get it. But it's it's kind of confusing for a lot of people because they, they will be like, I fought all my life, you know, on the republic on which I stand, that all people are created equal. Yeah. uh, Sorry to say, but Jesus has not been created equal. It's communism. If you claim, if you start talking about that kind of thing, and that is what the enemy wants to do. So the Illuminati started to attack the monarchies. And they did it from the French Revolution onwards methodically in order to eliminate them completely, like I show in my book certain documents that reveal what the Illuminati will do to the kings who will not bow down to the... If you bow down, you can be like the queen of... You know, you can have a constitutional monarchy. Fine. And there is constitutional monarchies in Europe who have survived. Mm. But if you were an absolutist, like the Tsar out of the way, the Kaiser, out of the way. Mm. So they got the the Emperor of China out of the way. They literally went after every single representative of of, of a monarchy and empire that could actually be deemed a threat because in the end, monarchies were built as a reflection of the kingdom of God. Mm. When, when, when When we have the crown, especially in the Western culture, you have the crown, you have a little ball with a cross on top, no?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Now that that ball represents the world, that cross represents the four elements, but it's also a Christian element, a reflection of Christ the King. Um, and so there was for, for thousand for two thousand years after Christ came this idea that monarchy was the perfect thing. Then monarchy, the monarchy itself started to become corrupt. But it got corrupt, like I point out in the previous volume six, if you go there, for example, in France, it got corrupt by Satanism. It got corrupt by the practice of Satanism. If you reach, I mean, I speak about the history, Catherine de' Medici, the first black mass thousands of fetuses found in, the, uh, in France in that time and all kinds of things. This before even the French Revolution. Wow. So yep. obviously, when you corrupt a system, then that system is doomed. And, uh, but now we have to reflect, why, did the Illuminati, why the Illuminati so aggressively wanted only republics? But those republics, if we go investigate them, especially the ones in Europe, even the French one, don't really have the same constitution like the American one, which is instead really built out of an understanding of the future and how to defend the people of America, but also how to prepare them. In God, we trust. And that is the simple thing we have to know. In God, we trust. Mm -hmm. And and so we trust God. The moment in which, uh, hopefully, we see in the next 10 to 15 years such a dramatic change in society, that will be the moment in which the Son of God will manifest and tell everybody, you can either choose me or you can go with the Antichrist. You Mm -hmm. can have the mark of the beast. You can have the QR code. You can basically have a microchip implanted and lose forever your soul. It's up to you. Choice is yours. It's not mine. The choice was yours in the Garden of Eden when when Adam and Eve and there was the first and the apple. (laughs) The choice was always yours. Hmm. Now, as Christians, we know that the Baptist has cleared the original sin and we are going to back towards the Garden of Eden. I hope that we can, at least those of us who are of clear mind uh, and and we are of good morals and ethics and want to uh, just believe that there can be an alternative to this, that the kingdom of God will eventually manifest. We need to believe that. And we need to be very strong in our position. We can't uh, be like those televangelists who are preaching from the pulpit all the time, but they don't do the work, they only do the talk. It, it, it doesn't work that way. And Jesus would say, what is this? <laughs> what, is, what is this? Is this my kingdom or is this a joke? Is this Disneyland? No, because Disneyland is made of fantasy. Is this Disney world? It's made of fantasies, an illusion. It's not there. When you go to Disney world, you go, you can travel around many countries. You can go to Norway, to Mexico, but it's not, Norway. it's not Mexico. It's not, it's an illusion. So Jesus will tell you, I'm the reality. They will give you the metaverse because the metaverse is the ultimate trap to basically join the multiverse. The multiverse, which I describe uh, uh, in the Invisible Master, which you have read and I know you appreciate very much. is a great book. And in in, in that book, Invisible Master. Well, if you think about it, how easy it will be for those entities to then control us through the metaverse the metaverse is basically an artificial way of joining the multiverse they're even saying to us Dr. Strange, join the Illuminati, welcome to the multiverse (laughs) it's like like nowadays they are right in your face, they don't even hide it anymore and that is pretty scary
0: Well, Leo, it's been Amazing having you on, boy! You really, you really <laughs> rolled it up this last uh, last few minutes. Uh, wow, that was incredible, incredible insights. Uh, I, I love your information, I love your passion, I love your work. Your work is just uh, incredible. Everyone should get it. Everyone should read it. Everyone should enjoy it and flip through it like I do all the time. I, I always see it and I like flip through it and, and get more insights. Even though I've read it, I read it again. I have it everywhere, so it's good. Uh, that, is,
1: that is what i usually do with my favorite authors i keep them next to me and i keep on reading them and rereading them and using them as manuals yeah. tools for, uh, for 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 getting a better understanding i hope that really we can all pray for the future of america this 4th of july yeah. because it's an uncertain future and yes. uh, it's an uncertain future in uncertain times but we know that some uh, promises were made a long time ago. And uh, we know that uh, those visions that were also uh, given to Saint John in Patmos, they are still valid for those who believe, uh, of course, in the return of Jesus. But even for those who are not Christians, like the Jews who are still waiting for the Messiah, they are also encouraged in this moment of time. And I know that a lot of them uh, are maybe anticipating the arrival of the Messiah that was supposed to uh, happen uh, in a while, but kind of anticipating the times. Because when we see that uh, the end times is laid in front of us, uh, there is no future uh, for humanity if we don't make uh, some dramatic uh, decisions. But uh, of course, the problem being that within 10 years, we might be pushed outside of uh, this civilization and we will, might be co- forced into constructing an alternative reality, uh, maybe with small communities, like minded communities like the early Christians. Definitely don't stay in the cities. Because the cities are doomed. (laughs) This is uh, one of the things that I insist on also in my book. Thank you for having me on. Uh, Michael, God bless you. God bless all our viewers, uh, and I wish them all a great 4th of July in this uh, great country of the United States of America. Still united, and uh, we hope that it uh, keeps on being united. We will have to fight though. and hopefully we will not have to fight between ourselves because American against American is a very ugly thing. And, and, and I feel very much like the 1850s and I don't like it. So I, I will pray that we can stay united. That's my main prayer for this 4th of July.
0: Oh, beautiful. Beautiful. And that's, that's a great prayer to have. Thank you, Leo. And yeah, uh, I'll have all your info uh, down in the description box and I'll share this widely. So thanks again, Leo absolutely phenomenal show and i look forward to having you on when you have your next book too
1: <laughs> thank you thank you so much i will i will be back with my next
0: yes book. yes absolutely thank you Take care, Michael. all the thank best you, all right cheers thank you so much for listening to unleashing intuition secrets the podcast until next time stay in the love vibration as you continue your journey to become the master of your reality